welcome to our service this morning at Thomas Risley. Um, now, you weren't supposed to be seeing me this morning. You should have been seeing uh, Dave Thurston, but unfortunately a certain person, and that would be me, uh, forgot to start the live stream. So that bit hasn't been recorded. Um, so the first parts of this service are reconstructed. Um, so let's hand over to Steve for the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want. He makes me lie in pastures green. Me by the still, still waters, his goodness restores my soul, and I will trust in you alone, and I will trust in you.
First reading is from John 10, verses 11 to 18. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life, only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. The next reading is from Acts 4, verses 5 to 12. The next day the rulers, the elders, and the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there, and so were Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and others of the high priest's family. They had Peter and John brought in to them and began to question them. By what power or what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame, and are being asked how he was healed, then know you this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Amen. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. This got me thinking of a friend of mine who I haven't seen in years, and we worked with back in the 1990s, up in Preston. His name is Ronnie Cross. And besides being an engineer in the water company, which is a busy enough job as it is, he had a small holding. So I can honestly say I am known a shepherd. And Ron had a few sheep. He had about 20, 30 sheep, which would get become like 50, 60 sheep this time of year. And he's always... I can always remember him saying how busy it was. It's his busiest time of year. Ron had sheep and chickens 
He's famous for the chickens because he always used to bring eggs into work on a Friday. I'll get discount price, definitely free range. But we never brought a sheep in for some reason. Probably that was be stretching it from what from office was there. We've always always said this is the busiest time of year for me. And quite often you were coming absolutely wrecked. Because we've been up all night. Because like anybody looking after animals, they can't afford a vet every time something goes wrong. And things can go wrong quite a bit with sheep when they're giving birth to arms. So many nights, you'd be spinning there, helping a lamb come into the world, trying to avoid losing them because he loves the sheep. You know, they're, they're his sheep. It's his livelihood. His dad was small order, so Ron carries it on. I'm pretty sure he's a decent shepherd. And we'll work very hard to care for him. I know he did. Every small flock. But I'm pretty certain he would not lay down his life for them. Jesus, the shepherd, laid down his life for his flock. And still does. Every time a new person joins a massive group of Christians. Jesus lays out his life for that. That's what he did. Once and for all. Everyone knows it. Now to sheep. I was talking about shepherd. Now on to sheep. And some of my observations from my many rides around the area. If I'm boring you, you got permission to go to sleep and count the sheep. Okay. So the flocks I've seen seem to be preoccupied mainly with a few little things like eating, they do a lot of that, walking or resting, and with lambs, adding running and sunbathing in for good measure. Right? I must admit, I saw some really cute ones. Oh, aren't they? They're all cute lambs, aren't they? These, these, these ones are really nice. These two lambs, obviously brothers and sisters, they're sitting next door to each other. But lying against each other, so they're back to back. One looking one way, and one looking the other. That really struck home to me. I'm going to talk a bit about, a bit about that later on. These lambs. It doesn't look like a bad life, really. However, we need to remember, we see them at their best. When they're bouncing around a place in the grass in the sunny weather, it isn't always like that for them. So we see them at their best. One of the things I've noticed is that they're pretty good at following others. Lambs follow the ewes by and large when they're not off playing with their mates. And I've noticed, I can remember something that my uh, eldest son pointed out to me years and years ago when I was in Wales, on the mountainside. That the, the sheep followed each other walking on the side of a mountain. So I put the mountain, on the mountain path, sheep were walking, evenly spaced, 
walking along this path. And Josh said to me, said to us, look, Dad, the sheep are playing trains. And I always smile. But I see sheep walking like that on the path. Sheep playing trains on the path there. They're very good at following each other. Jesus tells us early in John 10 that his sheep follow him because they know his voice. And they don't follow anybody else because they know that's not Jesus. Don't just walk in and walk out with two dozen sheep. The sheep follow him because they know his voice. Sheep do it pretty well. And the really great thing about Jesus' flock, which we're all part of, is that it's inclusive. In 16, John 10, 16, he says, I have other sheep that are not of the sheep pen, and I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The phrase I'm picking up on, which doesn't often surprise me to look at readings, is the phrase, he says, I must bring them also. He's not debating it. He's not thinking about it. He's told, I must do this. I must bring them also. Not of this space. Not of this room. Not if the church is big enough. I must bring them also. Another great thing about Jesus' flock is that it isn't afraid to speak out as a flock and stand its ground in the world around. I'm glad to show off remember this flock. We look at Acts 4, 5, 1 to 12. Colin read. This part is when we, we know um, Peter and John are brought in front of the Sadducees. They're brought in front of the Sadducees because just beforehand, they had um, healed a man who was 40 years old. He comes forward to him and says to him, can you give me some money? And they say, no, God, I have none, but what I have got, I will give you freely. Stand up and walk. And many people saw this. And many people were amazed by this. And because he was amazed by this, Peter talks to the crowd and says, what don't you understand? We do this because Jesus did this for us. And he tells them all about the person you crucified two months ago. He came back. And when he went, he gave the spirit. And this is what it's all about. And for all that, the Sadducees arrested Peter and John. Peter and John have just come out of prison. They spent a night in the cells. The, um, and there was, just spoke to the Sadducees, exactly where they spoke to the others. They spoke to the elders, the people who months earlier have forced the crucifixion of Jesus. Peter and John are standing in front of him and tell him, do you not know? 
Have you not seen? Was it not told you in the beginning? This is it now. Look what the, the Holy Spirit empowers these men to say these words. They had Peter and John brought forward, began to question them by what power or what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if you're being called to account today, if we're being called to account today for out of kindness shown to this man, he was lame. I've been asked how he was healed. Then know this. You and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. This man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. And here it goes. Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. They were gobsmacked. The Sadducees did not believe it. They couldn't, they couldn't respond to this. They asked them to not talk to people about it or any sort of things. And the Peter and John says, no, we can't. And he walked out. The people who crucified Jesus two months earlier must have stood there shaking their head. Because there's no nonsense. Salvation is found in no one else, but there's no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Powerful stuff. So that's sheep. There's Peter and John there, sheep. Like me and you. Sheep are also pretty good at spotting wolves. And I was thinking about this. You know, it came to mind a cartoon I must have seen about 30 years ago. And I'm sure you've all seen it. And if I thought about it earlier, I'd have asked, I've asked Tim to find a clip. But I didn't. But never mind. It is. The, the program is called It's a Wolf. You might remember it. It's an Anna Barbara cartoon. It's not a brilliant artist. Not a brilliant artwork. There's a thing called Lambs there, which is a little lamb that jumps about a place. There's a wolf that's constantly trying to find and kill the lamb. And there's a sheepdog. And the signature shoot, signature always is that the uh, the wolf always gets stressed about something else, trying to pretend to something else so he can get that lamb. Come these guys. And Lamsey always jumps my place and it says, It's the wolf, it's the wolf. Remember it? It's the wolf, it's the wolf. That little lamb has spotted the wolf. Sheepdog goes and chases the wolf off. It happens every week. It's the same story. The wolf is always spotted. Sheep manage to spot the wolf. And we have wolves in our society. In our community. In with our friends. And our neighbours. I'm talking about the wolves of poverty. 
on the wolves of loneliness, on the wolves of fear, on the wolves of unemployment, on the wolves of relationships. Everything that upsets people, everything that hurts people, anything that can bring people down. It's part of our role as the flock to look out for these wolves around us and to help others in our church, in our community, in our neighbourhood with their struggles. Pastoral care inside and outside of buildings. To love God and to love our neighbours as ourselves. So I reckon this is definitely the flock to be in. Good friends, good grazing and the best shepherd there is. Let's go out and spread the news. Amen. So we come to the, uh, the Next song, please.
Place for the community and the wider world. So, our prayers for others. This is our first chance this week to shout out to the Lord. It's the Wolof. It's the Wolof. And bring our concerns to our Lord Jesus. So first of all, Lord, we pray for the people of India as they struggle with this wave of COVID-19. We pray for their oxygen supplies. And if us in the West can help, Lord, please make it clear to us. We pray for the hospital beds and the medical staff. And as many people have said, Lord, if it's like this in Delhi, what's it like in the regional hospitals? So, Lord, we pray for those regional hospitals and medical facilities. We bring you these people, Lord. We bring you those that are suffering and ask for you to bless them with your kindness and your love. Lord, we give thanks that more than half of our population have now been vaccinated. We pray for those that have not yet been vaccinated in our countries. We pray for our cousins across the world who are struggling with vaccination, especially those, Lord, in Africa and, and in the third world countries. Closer to home, Lord, we pray for the girl in Lee this week who was assaulted. And we pray for the May elections coming up shortly. 
we pray for the community, our community of Birchwood, especially, Lord, Fern Close and Heather Close. Risen Lord, risen Lord Christ, faithful shepherd of your father's sheep, teach us to hear your voice and to follow your command that all your people may be gathered into one flock to the glory of God the Father. Amen. And quote the next song, please. You're the word of God the Father From before the world began Every star and every planet has been fashioned by your hand All creation holds together By the power of your voice Let the skies declare your glory Let the land and seas rejoice You're the author of creation You're the Lord of every man And your cry of of angels came to seek and save the lost and exchange the joy of heaven for the anguish of a cross with a prayer you fed the hungry with a word you stilled the sea yet how silently you suffered that the guilty may go free you're the author of creation, you're the Lord of every man, and your cry of love rings out across the lands. With a shout you rose victorious, wrestling victory from the grave, and descended in to heaven, leading captives in your way. Now you stand before the Father, interceding for your own. From each tribe and tongue and nation, you are leading sinners home. You're the author of creation, you're the
Right. So over to you, Dave. Thank you, Ron. Um, so thank you for that message um, and for a lovely service. Now, um, across Zoom, I've been going to met a church. Um, so there is space um, for more people to go to the actual building. Um, and um, so we would encourage you, if you wish, to, uh, to, to do that. Now, at the moment, because of um, the distancing, um, we need to, you to, to register beforehand. So you send an email to sunday at thomasley.com. Um, but um, I think uh, Brian's been... moment um, to the church rather than kind of rolling out of bed two minutes before the service starts and um, not that I've ever done that but anyway so um, the uh, the return is beginning and uh, if you would like to go to church Sunday at Thomas Risley Next plan will to be to have a little bit more activity at the church and um, we'll um, We'll keep you posted just exactly what that is, um, hopefully after the middle of May. Um, but um, if uh, we can now all unmute, uh, we can all say the grace together. So the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Christ. Christ. And the Lord of God, the Lord, 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 the